Welcome to the As the Leader Grows podcast. I am your host, Ken Jocelyn. I truly believe that everyone has something incredible to offer this world, but we too often get in our own way. We let the noise of this world crush our confidence and rob us of our focus. We let people and circumstances influence how we lead ourselves and how we lead others. The good news, you're not alone, and the change you desire is not out of reach. It's just on the other side of your decision to grow. A decision to grow into the leader that you're meant to be. If you're ready to build the confidence, gain the clarity, and create the community you deserve, you have landed in the right spot, and now is your time to grow. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of As the Leader Grows. I am your host, Ken Jocelyn. I'm super excited to continue where we've been at over the past couple weeks. And last week's podcast that I did on Coaching with Ken is one of the most talked about, um, one of the most, um, I've had so many people reach out and say, Ken, thank you. Thank you for pulling back the curtain and giving us a look at really what life's all about. And I shared this last week in that podcast. I've shared it several times. My pastor, Chris Hodges, says you're either in a crisis, you're on the way out of a crisis, or you're headed into a new crisis. And listen, guys, life is life is difficult. It's hard. And I shared last week um, some moments in my life. And, and I just I heard a couple quotes or a couple stats this week. Number one, 48% of Americans identify as hopeless. They have no hope. 48%. That's almost, that's almost 50% of people identify as not having any hope. And last week I shared about three super traumatic events that have happened in my life in the last 90 days. Um, one, we did our last create conference forward facing was phenomenal. I mean, it was great. Uh, Brenda Bouchard, Erwin McManus, Gary Brecka, Vic Keller, uh, myself, tons of my friends, Catherine Gordon, just a lot of amazing people there for that. Inward facing, I lost about $150,000 to $175,000. Um, it was devastating. Panic attack the next morning, about 4.12 in the morning, had no idea what was going on. I woke up heart racing out of my chest, sweating, nauseous. I texted my guys and Gary Breckett texts back. He goes, Ken, here's what's happening. You're having a panic attack. Everything's going to be okay. I didn't know if I was having a heart attack. I didn't know. I had no idea what was going on. He said, here's some things you need to do in your breath work. Do the shower. You'll be fine. And, and I was. And then the next couple hours, I had two different people approach me uh, with information on a person that was really, really close to me in my life that I thought was um, a really, really good friend of mine. And it turned out this person was fraudulent. They weren't real. All the stuff was made up. Um, so that was hit number two that weekend. And then in that process, at the end of August, I moved 2,600 miles to be with a woman that I loved very much, only to realize a couple, two or three weeks into the move, I had made a mistake. And then ultimately to find her in bed with an ex-boyfriend. Um, so three, <laughs> th- three huge um, significant traumatic events in my life in three months. And people are like, man, Ken, how did you, like my, my, the people that know me, that know what's happened, they're like, dude, how do you keep going? I mean, it's one thing to lose six figures, almost 
multiple six figures on an event and then look at your account and go, dude, how are we going to make it? Like, what am I going to do? How am I going to pay everything I have to pay? We worked three years to build this thing up. And here we are like financially devastated. What are you going to do? And then to find out a person that was super close to me was not who they said they were. And they were using me and other people that I had put them in relationship with to just build their platform. Um, and then a month ago to be standing on the porch at the home of the woman you love and find out she's sleeping in the bed with another man while you're there. Um, I heard Ed Young talk about this past week. I heard a, a little clip on, on IG reel and he said, the average, the average person loses seven significant relationships in their lifetime. I've lost two in the last 60 days and it's hard. And I said this last week, you know, how, how do you overcome trauma and betrayal at the highest level through faith, family, through feeling all this stuff I shared last week. And it was a, again, our most downloaded podcast to date, but today I want to, I want to, I want to take this to the next step to the next level. Cause people go, dude, how in the world have you functioned through this? Well, I'll be super transparent with you. I haven't done, <laughs> I haven't done the best job all the time, but I want to walk you through some steps today of what I've done to release and forgive, release and forgive. 48% of Americans feel hopeless. Um, and I really believe that the majority of the reason that we feel hopeless is because we hold on to a lot of unforgiveness. We hold on to a lot of bitterness. We allow that thing to stay rooted in our heart and dominate our thoughts. And that's been, that's been the hardest part for me over the last month to two months has been the, the, just the little things that happen throughout the day. Um, one of those individuals unblocked me on Instagram and it popped up on my IG and I'm like, whoa, you know, it's just those little moments. So let me say this to you real quick. Forgiveness is not easy. Forgiveness is a decision. Healing is a process. Say that again. Forgiveness is a decision, but healing is a process. And it can be a very difficult process. It can feel super lonely. I had a really good friend of mine earlier today. Um, Adora called me. We spent 40 minutes on the phone just processing through. I was on the phone yesterday or day before yesterday with my good friend Tracy Dews processing through what's going on. I've got a therapy appointment with Maxine this afternoon processing through what's going on and the thoughts and all this stuff. So I just want to give you some of the things that I've done over the past couple months to really help me operate and live in forgiveness. And again, this is not easy. This is very difficult. And I haven't, I haven't crushed this a hundred percent of the time. Um, let's just say I probably get it right about 75% of the time. And, and I would say this over the past four weeks since that happened to me in Northern California that day, standing on that front porch, um, I've probably gotten a couple percentages better every single day. And, and I want to walk you through these really quick because I think this will help our audience. Because again, I don't care if you're in a crisis, coming out of a crisis, or heading in one. Some of the things that I'm going to teach you today and share with you today, and this is personal experience. I'm like, God, this is so fresh. 
Like this is so raw for me to be able to come on here a month after this. Literally, it was three weeks ago last week that this happened. And it's so raw and so, I mean, I've I've done so much somatic therapy that, that, and I shared this last week, I've done so much somatic therapy that even, even when that moment happened and I realized what was going on and I got out of flight or fight and I realized exactly what was happening in the moment because you literally, your nervous system will go numb to protect you. And I realized what was happening and I'm like, oh my God, like this is, I'm here at the house and this is actually going on. Like literally I made a decision at that moment, which would have been impossible for me to do a year and a year and a half ago. Oh, I would have lost it. You know what? I'm going to respond. I'm not going to react. And I want to walk you through what I've done since, since that moment and those moments that happened at the end of, end of July. And so guys, number one, steps to forgiveness disclaimer, asterisk, disclaimer, big surgeon general warning. This is not easy, but I promise you it's possible. For me, the number one thing is I have to understand what I've been forgiven of. Like I have to understand what I've been forgiven of as a person of faith, understanding man that Jesus has forgiven me at a level for things that I have done in my life against him that are unforgivable and yet he still forgives me. So I think the first step of forgiveness, and and again, this isn't an easy process, but I hope, and I know my prayer is every single one of you that are listening to this podcast, you're going to draw from my pain. Again, one of my five affirmations is I am whole. I choose to use past pain to help others find healing. And that's what I hope you find in this process. Understand what you've been forgiven of. I love Luke chapter seven, verse 47. It's a story. And Jesus just basically says in that story, he who has been forgiven of much loves much. He who has been forgiven of much loves much. In Ephesians 4.32, Paul gives us some pretty clear, some pretty clear instructions. Like when someone sins against you or they wrong you or they hurt you, like you're not waiting on an apology. Because I can promise you, I'm never getting an apology, probably from either one of these people. They're both blocked. They can't contact me anyway. Um, but I promise you, I'm not going to get an apology from either one of these people. And here's what I would say to you. For those of you guys that are waiting on an apology, and we've heard this before, but gosh, it just makes so much sense. It's almost like you know, us drinking or eating rat poison and expecting the other person to die. Like they, They're moving on. And until you choose to operate and live in forgiveness, all the only person that it is hurting is you. And bitterness literally physiological, you know what I'm trying to say, physiological, it literally will eat away at your health. It will destroy your health. So understand what you've been forgiven of. And understand that Jesus, this is what you've forgiven me of. So when I understand in the context of what you've forgiven me of, it's easier for me than in turn to forgive other people. So look at it through the lens of, man, God, this is what I've been forgiven of. And so God, I, I, it's a commandment. He doesn't give us an option to forgive or maybe not forgive. He goes, because he understands 
that when we hold on to that unforgiveness or that bitterness, the only person that it hurts is you. The only person. Stop waiting on an apology because it's not going to come. Now you can take what you've learned in this season of your life when you've been hurt or betrayed or wronged, you can take that and go, you know what? If I ever do this to somebody else or if I ever make a mistake in somebody else's life, I'm gonna own it because I know what it feels like when I don't. And if you listened to the podcast last week when I shared about what happened the next day and what God was speaking to me about my girl's mom, my ex-wife, her ex-husband, and the things God said to me about what I needed to do to make those things right, you'll understand and you'll have the opportunity that, man, through this pain, through this betrayal, what can happen is you can come out on the other side with an understanding of what it feels like when someone does something to you that hurts that bad. So understand what you've been forgiven of. And remember this, forgiveness is a process. I'm sorry, forgiveness is a decision. Healing is a process. Healing is a journey. When you forgive, it's a decision. Because what happens is that thing will rise up in you. It will rise up in you like from out of nowhere. Literally this weekend, I'm thumbing through my Instagram stories. And I see this person's best friend and other friend all over my Instagram story, looking and viewing. And I'm like, what? And it just, what did it do? It instantly triggered me. And I'm like, nope, stop. I'm not going to, I'm not going to operate in unforgiveness. I'm not going to operate in bitterness. God, I have already chosen to forgive this person for what they've done. Now I actually have a prayer that I pray. God, anywhere in their heart where they're broken or wounded or they have trauma that they do not realize what's that it number one that it's even there. Cause I lived with that for 40 years that they don't realize that there is un, unrealized trauma and, and hurt and wounds in their heart that would cause them to betray me the way that they did. God, number one, I forgive them. And God, I thank you for the way you've forgiven me. And God, I just pray that you'd show them the way. God, I pray Ephesians 1.17 that you'd open the eyes of their heart. God, that they may understand the riches of the inheritance that they have in Christ Jesus. God, I just pray you speak to them. And God, you show them. And God, that you, that you move them along the path of repentance in their own heart with, with you, number one, and then with themselves. Because I'm telling you, man, one of the, the, the hardest moments is when you've betrayed someone, you've hurt someone really, really bad. And you have that, that aha moment of, oh my gosh, man, I've, I've really, I've really hurt some people. Man, my actions and my decisions have really crushed and maybe even caused trauma in people's lives. So number one, understand what you've been forgiven of. Number two, understand it's not you. It is absolutely not you. Guys, I have been so vocal, so clear over the past 18 months of the work that I've done in therapy with Maxine and my good friend Lauren on my somatic therapy side. And I'll never forget sitting there, standing there on the on outside the front door of this person's house when it clicked what was going on. 
oh my God, they're literally together right now in the bedroom. And what would have happened in my heart a year to a year and a half ago would have been, what did I do wrong? Why wasn't I good enough? How could I have avoided this? How could I have done? Listen, not one time did that, did that thought ever enter my mind. Not one time. I understood immediately, Ken, this has nothing to do with you. God is showing you exactly who this individual is so you can let this relationship go. The hard part is, guys, those of us that have dealt with trauma as, as a child or a teenager or trauma in our adult life, what happens is a lot of times we look inwardly and we start blaming ourselves for other people's behavior. Understand that when somebody betrays you or you experience trauma or hurt at the hands of someone else, it's not about you. It's about them. And I know we've heard it before, but the, but it's true. Hurting people hurt people. And I think for me, it's easier because I understand the role of trauma. Because if you've heard my story at all, six, I sat in Maxine's office two years ago. Tell me your story. Well, born in Detroit, raised in Pontiac, parents got divorced when I was eight years old. I was in the second grade. We moved from Georgia to, or from Michigan to Georgia. From my sixth grade year to my senior year of high school, I moved back and forth six different times. I went to 12 different high schools, or 12 different schools, six different high schools. And Maxine looked at me that day and she said, Ken, why in the world would you move so much? I said, Maxine, I didn't have a choice. If I ever got in trouble, my mom would say, go pack a bag. And I had 24 to 48 hours and I was on a plane, a bus, or my dad was on the way to pick me up. And Maxine's writing in her, she's writing in her notebook. And I'll never forget when she looked up at me and she said this. She said, Ken, she goes, how do you think that's affected your relationships with the women in your life who are supposed to love and protect you? And I sat there and it was the second biggest aha moment of my life. And I just wept three weeks before that I was with this in the same relationship or this relationship with the same individual. She picked me up at the airport in San Francisco. We didn't even make it across the bridge. And we had a conversation. I got triggered. I made her pull the car over. I got out. I took my suitcase and I left. So here was a 53 year old man living out the trauma of a 13 year old boy. Except now, the woman in my life is not going to tell me to leave. I'm going to leave before she tells me. And I'll never forget sitting in that that office with my therapist, Maxine. I was so angry. I was angry that that had been in my life for 40 years, and I did not realize it. And once the anger wore off, I said, I'm, I'm going to change this. I am not going to be this same man for the rest of my life. And I dove into, I dove into therapy with Maxine. I dove into therapy um, with Lauren, somatic therapy, learning how to control my central nervous system. Guys, listen, I don't know if you've ever caught a spouse or a partner in the act of being unfaithful with another person, but I literally sat there and processed through this this time. And I'll never forget, I finally... I pulled my car down at the end of the street, watched the dude run out, get in his car and leave. Knocked on the door. She didn't answer. I called her five times. And I said, you owe me a conversation. And man, her voice was trembling and shaking. And she said, Ken, I'm afraid. And I said, listen, you don't need to be afraid of me. I'm, I'm not angry. My heart's crushed, but I'm not angry. And it's the work, guys. And listen, the more you understand trauma, the more you're going to understand that trauma plays a role 
in a person's behavior and their decision-making. Because what's happened even after this moment in my life is, man, there's such an empathy. There's such a, man, I, I, I feel for somebody that could make a decision like that. Like, man, how, how broken and how hurting must an individual be to be able to do something like that? And I heard something, I heard something earlier today and I don't remember who said it. I'd quote him if I, if I remembered it, but it said this, people don't abandon people. They love people, abandon people. They use people don't abandon people. They love people, abandon people. They use. And I'll never forget. I was on the phone with a really good friend of mine that day. And I was already, had already started working out like a huge Christmas surprise and the person that was going to help me with it, I had to call and go, Hey, like, here's what happened. Um, you know, obviously we're not doing, we're not doing this Christmas thing. And, um, and this is what she texted me back. She goes, Ken, she said, God's, she said, their rejection is God's protection. Their rejection is God's protection. And again, people don't abandon people. They love people abandon people they use. And the reason that people use other people is because they're broken. They're broken people. So number one, understand what you've been forgiven of. Number two, understand it's got nothing to do with you. Absolutely nothing to do with you. It's all about them. It's all about their hurt. It's all about their trauma. It's all about the things that are going on in their heart that cause them to make that decision. Game changer for me, complete game changer for me. Because a year and a half ago, I told you, I'd have been like, what did I do wrong? What could I have done different? How could I have handled this different? All of that. The third thing you've got to do is you've got to release them. You have to release them. Their relationships, guys, it didn't have to be this severe, but there are relationships in your life right now that you know they're not adding value, but they're taking value. It's not a reciprocal, it's not a reciprocal relationship to where you're adding value and they're adding value and you're constantly pushing and sharpening. Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharpens iron. You're constantly helping each other become the best version of yourself. Sometimes you simply have to release people. Here's the hard part about releasing people. When you have something that happens in my case, it's easy to release. It's like, okay, they're not the person I thought they were. God, you showed me who they were. God, this really has nothing to do with me. It's them. It's not, it's not, it's not anything I did. It's, it's their trauma. It's their wound. It's their, um, the things that really be honest with you, they refuse to work on or, or process through or get healed from. So understand it's not you. And then the last thing is, is you have to release them. You have to recognize your season. You have to recognize the season in your life and the season that you're, you're in, in a specific relationship. Am I adding value to this person? Am I adding value? I, I, I listen, I love, I don't, I try not to have any relationships where I don't add more value than I receive because that's, that's part of who I am. God's given me that giving nature and that, that pastor kind of shepherd's heart to be able to help, um, people and to be, be able to add value to people. Recognize your season. Guys, listen again, you're either in a crisis you're coming out of a crisis or you're on the way into another crisis. Listen, you can, you can release and forgive. The biggest thing is, is you've got to, you've got to walk through these three steps. 
You've got to choose to be in forgiveness. You have to choose. And it's not just a one time, God, I forgive this person because they did fill in the blank. Every time something comes up in your heart or you see their, you see them or you hear about them or you get their name. Cause guys, I promise you, you can get to a point to where when you hear their name, you don't get that pit in your stomach. Your nervous system doesn't react and go into one of the four fight, flight, freeze or fawn. It's like, Oh, oh you know what? Okay, Jesus, man, God, I just, man, God, I just, I pray for that individual. God, I thank you that I've already made a decision to forgive them. And God, I just, I just speak forgiveness. And God, I thank you. Cause guys, listen, it'll also bring you in remembrance of what you've been forgiven of. God, I thank you that you forgave me of the unforgivable. And God, I thank you that your word says, God, it's, it's, it's my role as a Christ follower, a Jesus follower to be able to forgive this individual too. So when those, those moments come up and they're going to, some people will hurt you and then and then dig because literally in the last few days, just on social media, it's been like, and I was sharing with two of my friends, I'm literally like, leave me alone. So obviously, yes, block them, do all the stuff. But it's like, why would you even do what you did and then follow it up with three or four weeks later doing this? So you're going to have opportunities where you have to revisit the forgiveness decision. Because again, forgiveness is a decision. Healing is a process. Forgiveness is a decision. And you're going to have to make that decision over and over and over and over. But healing is a process. And let me say this to you. The healing journey will only begin at the pace that you choose to forgive. The healing process, the healing journey will begin and move forward at the same pace that you're willing to forgive that person who has hurt you or betrayed you. Guys, listen, I hope this episode of As a Leader Grows has helped you. Guys, listen, releasing and forgiving people, huge. 48% of Americans say they live a hopeless life. You don't have to be hopeless. You do not have to be hopeless. Listen, I'm going to share a link um, to our Facebook page for our GSD community. Lots of free information, lots of content. I come on there a couple times a week and drop information. Would love for you to join. It's absolutely free. It doesn't cost you anything. Love for you to join. That's a way you can get connected with us. If this podcast has added value to you, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. I'm going to ask you to click the subscribe button. Also go over and leave us a five-star review. And if you're listening to this, snap a screenshot on Instagram, share it, tag me, and I'll share it and give you a little love. Guys, again, thank you so much for tuning in. And I know this is a heavy, heavy topic the last couple of weeks, but forgiveness is huge. When you learn how to operate in true biblical forgiveness, game changer in your life. Have a good week. See you. Thanks for tuning in to the As the Leader Grows podcast. My heart is always to add value to others on their journey to becoming the best version of themselves. If this episode did that for you, please subscribe, like, and share. Also, as a thank you for listening, please visit book.growstackdrive.com to get a free digital copy of my Amazon best-selling book, As the Leader Grows. Tune back in often and continue your journey of growth whether it is here or elsewhere. The best investment you can make as a leader is in yourself. 